It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104's Select Irish with Louise Ty. Select Irish on FM 104 and every week we chat to an artist with the first gig they ever went to. This week I'm joined by Ronan O'Snuddy. Hello. How's it going? Thank you so much for chatting to us. So what was the first gig you ever went to? Um, the first gig I ever went to was uh, in the SFX. Um, in 1984, 84, by a band called Marillion. Uh, they had a big song called Kaylee in the church at the time. Yeah. The reason, I mean, I was kind of young to be going to gigs in the SFX. But uh, this football scout called Joe Corcoran he used to keep an eye on me. And um, he was taking me around, giving me lifts sometimes. Very cool. And he was, he was supplying the, the kilt, uh, Marillion, the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to wear a big kilt, so Joe Corcoran. So I went backstage and met him and everything, you know. Wow. I was all, I was all very blown away. So I can and, imagine. Uh, yeah. At that point, had you already started music yourself? Oh, no, I, I had no intention of playing music. I was a footballer. Wow. You know, this was a completely new world. It was, uh, I was only getting a lift from Joe Cocker and the football scout. You know, wow. but he said he had to do a job, so he went in. And um, I got to see this Millennium band play a gig. He disappeared, and then he took me backstage to meet him. He was giving me a man a kilt and all of this. What an experience. Yeah, so you only just happened to be there then? Yeah, yeah, completely. Wow. Yeah. So then when did you start music? Was it like, Do you think that kind of had a hand in it to kind of experiment a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Well, it may, maybe it made me feel like I'd been involved in some, you know, maybe I, maybe I boasted about it afterwards yeah. to say I was at this game and it was kind of half hard rock and stuff and whatever. <laughs> but no, it, it was me, brother Rossa, really. Um, like, I was kind of fiddling around. But a, a, a few things, there's a sequence of things, isn't there, before fiddling turns into something serious. Like, I was messing, but... And then Rasha formed a band in the school. And after, like, there was nothing to do with me, and then he asked me to join the band. I kind of reluctantly did, but we used to get classes off for free, or classes off, you know, we could get classes off to do band practice. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, so that's yeah, a nice little bonus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, pretty soon I was full on, yeah, practice every day, five times a day, definitely. <laughs> so there was a bit of that. But then it kind of, obviously you you grew attached to it in ways. Well, yeah, and then you see after school, I suppose we were living off us, like yeah. we were busking. Oh, wow. And, you know, so pretty soon that that's all we were at. So. Yeah. 
So do you remember then your first gig as that Ooh. band? Uh, we gigged in the Bagus Inn, I suppose, because I think the move and the hearts had played the gig there. And it was Owen went in and got us the gig. Owen, I call him Makanumra. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. yeah. Yeah, I call him and Owen Dillon. Uh, a lovely bunch. You know, we were we were bunch of lovely bunch to hang with. And um, so we played the Bagus. I think we got about five people into the gig. Mm-hmm. Friends that we asked her. Yeah. I remember one fella said, saying, I'm very good. I said, why don't you come to the gig? He says, what do you mean? I said, we can need the support. He said, it never even occurred to him. He just, they really just thought you put up posters and people come to, we've never played a gig before. Anyway. <laughs> no one knows who we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we played a few bandit gigs and then, yeah, and with busking as well, like you always have a rotation of an audience. So it's kind of a nice introduction, I think, then to a live audience, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you learn so much because you are trying to communicate to the people in front of you. Yeah. You know, you're directly communicating, trying to get their attention. And then if you have their attention, trying to perform or, you know, because you're guessing what they like or what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you guess really... Yeah, really quick at the language of intuition. Yeah, and body language, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So then when did you decide this might be a, a job I would love to do forever? Oh, I never decided that. I suppose as soon as we left school, it was a, a question of survival. True. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so, and then I suppose, yeah, it kind of was because we didn't really have any other prospect. The football didn't really take off. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I dropped that, um, and then the lads came to be into it. So we became a unit. So pretty early on, actually, we just started doing things. Um, you know, we got a gig in Germany, went off and did that for a while. Um, and like, there was a lot of lesson. Like, we weren't really taking it seriously, mm-hmm. but that's how we were making a living, kind of a thing. So kind of on the hop living, yeah. like outcasts in a squat or something, you know. <laughs> But you learn pretty quick that way too, I think. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you do. And um, as well as that, at the time we were lucky, there was a, a huge kind of a community in the centre of Dublin for tearaways and musicians. Mm. And we all kind of latched onto each other and made contacts and went to, you know, stayed in each other's our friends' flats and squatting around. London or Holland, you know, so it yeah. becomes a life. Time passes and then, you know, I, I suppose it, it was, because even in the Buskin, like, era, a lot of the people there were really gifted, like Glenn, yeah. Nick Christopher, Paddy Casey, they're all still playing well, besides Nick, but, yeah, so, you yeah. know, got really... Gives you got, a good foundation. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've released um, a new album, The Beautiful Road. Tell us about this album. Um, what can I tell you about the album? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I deliberately tried to, I, I collected a lot of songs. So I've been working with Miles for a couple of years. Um, I love working with him. I, yeah. I, I really trust his, his intuition or his ears, you know. Mm-hmm. Two years since the last one. Uh, I put a lot of work into the songs just to find that sometimes you try and make up narratives and see does this song connect to that song is yeah. that a continuation of that thought or that you know yeah. so I, I put a lot of songs in front of them and we dropped a few as well and then it's a process it takes about 
you know, half a year or more of doing it, even though I try to hurry things up. Um, you do it and then you have to assess it. Wait time, uh, live, and uh, you do all the editing in your mind. And mm-hmm. then when you get time off again, studio or another location. And then uh, I suppose you can't stop until they're good, until they're up to scratch, you know. Yeah. But it, it takes as long as it takes. It's a process. To, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you, um, yeah. Yeah, once you're at it, you can. Your mind won't stop. Yeah. The mind won't rest until you. But I, I, I sort of feel like with the mind as well, once you kind of feed it something, it's continuously yeah. working away on it, even when you're not. <laughs> it's really is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kind of spurts things out at you once once you're kind of calm and, and taking it in. But you bring in a lot of elements of nature and, and movement into it as well, don't you? Um, I, I really do. It's most anything I can rely on. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, like, again, um, let's say working with Miles and a lot of other people, they find uh, the technology easier to navigate. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that I have any issues with it. I'm just a bit clumsier slow at moving you know mm-hmm. but I find uh, natural things really easy to work with like, uh, yeah. that's my superpower <laughs> yeah you know I get it really quickly and uh, you know I, I know what things sound like you know what I mean taste Absolutely. like smell like and, mm-hmm. so yes I did I deliberately couched all the songs in this uh, a kind of a high end cushion I tried to create these high end cushions like, do you know the way um, voices um, what they call barbershop and they have four four voices you know yeah yeah. like four part harmonies or quartets Gorgeous. and stuff mm-hmm. so what I tried to do in this was I was doing three three tests <laughs> that's the word mm-hmm. um, of percussion but high end percussion so. and if I give you an example one percussion would be going right and the other one would be at the same rate and and then another one might be going, and just have it. So I did that to most of the tunes. Just put that in the background, you know. And again, I'm working with mine, so I'm in really good hands, you know. Yeah. Someone else might think I'm overdoing this, or they might, you know, like he never belittles you. He's yeah. an amazing fella to work with. It's good really to good. find someone who gets what you're trying to achieve. Oh, it's huge. Mm. It's like you, you get fluttered. You feel, mm. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, and then you again you feel all the possibilities of what you could do. Like uh, even after this, I'm already I can feel the space in my mind, giddy open to try and uh, do a, 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 another one on a wow. better one. You know, amazing. Because this is yeah. the second one you've done together. Say again. This is the second album you've done together. That's right. yeah. yeah. So it's that th- that relationship is just building. So that's it exciting. It really is. Yeah, it amazing. really is. Amazing. And uh, hopefully other people will come on board or, you know, even fund it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because it's difficult it's to kind of, you know, put so much work into it in time. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because you have to keep other things. And like you said, that J-O-B word, you know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. that's still, uh, it's a, it, you just get flexible or multitask. Yeah. So like I'm in Keela and I'm, I'm playing all the time with Keela. But then I do these barrel lessons. I'd be down during the week as well. 
Amazing. Maybe I should give driving lessons. I mean, that's where <laughs> I'm like, fortune, <laughs> <laughs> Another string to your bow, as they say. <laughs> but the brand new album, The Beautiful Road, is out at the moment. You're also going to be doing some gigs, so you're going to be at Electric Picnic on the 2nd of September. There's a Wheelands gig on the 27th of September. And then you ha- you're kind of going on tour around Ireland as well. Yeah, and there's a Carlo gig on the 21st of September. There's a few gigs in September. Nice. I haven't um, put together in my mind yet. But we'll be active in September, and that's what I, I, I asked. Two Keely gigs that month, I asked them, give me, give me some breathing space on this. Yeah. So, and in February as well. Amazing. Slashing around. Where's the best place people can keep up to date with everything you're doing? Um, I suppose Miles O'Reilly's site mm-hmm. is the best place. Perfect. It's just ahead of me on that like I said I'm always so I kind of play catch up with that but either of either of our Instagrams excellent be, um, yeah we'll have all the information Excellent. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. yeah. Well, I'm not going to hide them from anyone. Am I? <laughs> you want people you know? there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I make sure before September, I, you know, I, I kind of put notes. Excellent. All of that there. Yeah. Excellent. Ronus Nuddy, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you, Louise. We'll meet tomorrow, good. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.